Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Why am I getting up that I shouldn't even care? The Vegas Golden Knights are my team. Andrew Brunette losing his mind, the Panthers coach Bruno, on a missed call. And I am loath to talk about officiating, especially this time of year. Blown penalty shot call in Dallas, missed hit to the head. Like, how do you miss? He's blading from the nose. How do you miss a hit to the head? This is the Rod Peterson Show. It is. Hello, Canada and Canadian sports fans in the United States. Dare I say NHL fans? How are you liking these Stanley Cup playoffs? My shirt's one year behind, and you're probably questioning what year it is right now. But, uh, yeah, we're in it. We're in it. Sunrise, Florida, the place to be here tonight for Game 5 of the Caps and the Panthers. And uh, that's where I am. Our lovely and talented co-host and the owner and boss of the whole shooting match, the Moose, Darren DuPont, is in his Seattle Kraken tracksuit, I see, in the NHL's Bermuda Triangle. How you doing, Moose? I'm doing well. I'm just supporting that fourth overall draft pick that's coming up. Mm-hmm. Oh, right. Good one. Well, I've got that coming up in our <laughs> quick six show topics. But I want to say this. Here's the biggest problem in my life. There is lizard poop all over my deck here. I'm going to have to take care of that. Oh, I didn't have time no. this morning. Right. And then Jordan was saying, our director, that is there a, do you have wind chimes or a bird problem? Because he can hear these. What do, what do you hear on the other side of the screen from where I'm at? What do you hear? What are you guys hearing? Yeah, I hear a little, uh, little wind. Sometimes you hear the birds chirping. It just really makes me upset that I'm not there. So it is, uh, it's well, that's what I, a little bit of jealousy. That's what I thought. I'm like, well, there's an owl and there's a Hooters like about five blocks from here. But other than that, one of our staff said, well, if you can get a pellet gun, can you remedy that? I'm, I don't I think you go to jail and they lock away the key if you shoot an owl, don't they? Yeah, no, I, th- um, I think so. And on the on the lizard poop, how big's the yeah. lizard? It's a teacup Yorkie. Tea how big could lizards. it be? These things have been dropping grumpies all over the place and. It's a little, lar- little larger than what a mouse would leave behind. You know what I mean? So anyways, that's m- the biggest problem for me today. Coming up on the program, Hustler Patterson from Winnipeg Sports Talk in Hour 1 and in Hour 2. Lacrosse Insider from Lacrosse Link, Stephen Stamp, to talk about the conference finals coming up this weekend. Those are the guests. Can we hit the quick six? Because I got a lot of stuff to get into today. Uh, number one, Adrian Kempe scored 112 into overtime, 
And the L.A. Kings held on for a 5-4 win over the Edmonton Oilers to take a 3-2 lead in their first-round playoff series last night. The result means the Oilers need a win in Game 6 in L.A. Thursday to stave off elimination. And I guess now would be a good time to get into what was on our Instagram story, what I posted. It's in my commentary today. Mercury is in retrograde. You couldn't wait for me to bring this up, Moose, and I know that. People of my generation that are and older would say, there, there must be a full moon. There's some really crazy stuff going on. Now the new thing is Mercury is in retrograde. I don't know all of it, but the planet Mercury is like spinning backwards now, and it's screwed up everything. It started on Tuesday. It's going to last for three weeks. So with, with the Winnipeg Ice losing in Moose Jaw last night, the Oilers losing in overtime at home against a team that I thought they were not going to have any problems with, and then the Leafs coming back, we're all out of order for three weeks. And actually, I smiled driving down Glades in my Jeep with the top off thinking, let's do this with the, uh, with the viewers, Moose. What's the craziest, zaniest thing that you could see happening in the next three weeks? Like Johnny Depp goes to jail for a month. Um, Justin Trudeau resigns, you know, in sports. Like what's the zaniest things that you could see happening with Mercury in retrograde? Lay them on me. I'd love to know. Yeah, that's it's wild because you're right. I mean, everything's happening. It's really crazy. These series are unpredictable. They're going nuts. Yes. You know, you're having blowouts one week or one day, and then the next day it's the other team that's like there's no rhyme nor reason to what's happening here, and there's no consistency. So I think you're onto something with uh with Mercury and retrograde there. Things are going crazy. It's not me. It's not me. It was one of my advisors down here, Joe Lee. I can't take credit for it. I didn't even what she was like, Mercury's Going to be in retrograde is coming up, so just, like, tell me more. Anyways, here's another one. Norm Fong, Fongo, has written in. I told you that he was the equipment manager, Hall of Fame for the uh, Rough Riders, but also the Los Angeles Sharks. He's got some great stories from that. And God's team, the Regina Pats in 1974. So as I opened up the text line, we're all on the same page today. I can feel it. Clark. Jordan, you, me, the viewers, obviously Fongo, he's written in and says, from yesterday's show, Lorne Mulliken's coach with the Winnipeg Clubs was Jerry Brisson's. Okay, so remember that line about when the clock starts ticking, I start kicking the goalie, Lorne Mulliken. Yeah. And Fongo goes on to say, Wednesday is the 48th anniversary of the Regina Pats 1974 win. Can we get a hell yeah? Can we get something from Rick Reagan? Today, the that? 48th anniversary. If I'd known, I'd have worn my Pats gear today. So thank you, Fongo. Uh, let's plan a ceremony and a party. So where was, where was I? The order's lost. <laughs> the, the, the world's going to end. And we move on. Austin Matthews scored the tie-breaking goal with 6.06 left in the third period. And the Toronto Maple Leafs rallied from an early two-goal deficit to beat the Tampa Bay Lightning 4-3 to take a 3-2 lead in their first-round playoff series. More proof. More proof. What the hell's going on? I watched most of the game. The Lightning are winning, and they have complete control. <laughs> and then the Leafs wake up at home. And listen, while I find Leafs fans annoying, I don't hate you. I don't. If the Leafs win this series and go on to win the Stanley Cup, Bob's your uncle. But can I pose this to you, Moose, and the viewers? Yeah. Let's say the Lightning aren't that hungry anymore. 
having won two straight Stanley Cups. Is there, is there something to be said for that? Because, because John Cooper said it again last night after the game. He said, we're kind of giving it to them, giving them the game. It's interesting. You know, there might be something to that. It's so hard to climb that mountain once, let alone twice, and then go back and do it a third time with largely, you know, the same group. It, there could be something absolutely to that because you're right. I mean, it was all Tampa in that game, at least for the first 20 minutes and then a little bit into the second before Toronto woke up kind of in that second period. But um, yeah, the starts have been really good and re- for, for Tampa. It was the best game of the series. It was the first time we saw a lead change in the series. That had never mm-hmm. happened. I'm not going you know, to argue Tampa with comes you back to Tampa comes back to tie at 3-3. And you think the Leafs are going to just implode again after you know coming back. And then Matthews got the goal to win it. It, 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 was, it was wild. It was crazy and uh, completely unpredictable after the game that happened a couple of nights ago. Um, so on the craziest things that could happen with the Mercury in retrograde, like, look it up, man. It's new to me. It's new to me. I just learned about it in December. A lot of you just learning about it today. Greg S. watching on YouTube says, craziest thing, Oilers lose the series and McDavid demands a trade. What's crazy about that? I could actually see that <laughs> happen. Jeez. I was going to say Leafs and like, Oilers like, will meet in the Stanley Cup final. You know, like something crazy like that will happen. Yeah, I mean, like Gary Bettman and David Silver changed John, you know, which is what I think Gary Bettman would secretly like, you know, or yeah. Patrick Mahomes announces his retirement or something like, or Charleston Hughes signs with the Rough Riders. I mean, oh, wait. Again, proof that this crazy stuff's going on. Oleg is back. Can you please stop writing in third person, though? It's annoying to me. He's a viewer in Winnipeg. He says, Oleg wishes great morning to his best friend. Mr. Darren Lasso, <laughs> you look so nice today. So I just can't stand when people write in the third person. Jeff the Stamps fan says, Edmonton, you're disappointing us in Calgary. Get it together. And Jennifer from the Four Seasons says, Ugh, another loss for my oil. Well, that's two in a row, so now we win two in a row. That's the spirit, as my mom would say. That's the spirit. That's what I want to hear. Not downtrodden stuff. Uh, L- other games last night that nobody really cares about. The Carolina Hurricanes hammered the Boston Bruins 5-1 to take a 3-2 series lead in the St. Louis Blues. will have a chance to close their series with the Wild back home after they won 5-2 in mini for a 3-2 series lead. I don't feel that that's going to happen. I feel that that series is going to go 7. I think I had Carolina in 6. looks like it's going to go... Oh, sorry, I had him in 5. It looks like it's going to go 6. And um, are you ready to move on from last night's games, Moose, or how, how are you on things? Yeah, I'm good to move on if you're ready to, to look ahead. Absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, by the way, coverage on the RP Show brought to you in part by Bronco Plumbing, Heating, and Cooling. Find everything you need to know about our services, financing, product information, and more at broncoplumbing.com. Tonight in the National Hockey League Stanley Cup playoffs, <laughs> it's elimination time. It's happened. Doesn't matter the league you're in. Like, for instance, the Rangers are facing elimination tonight at home against Pittsburgh. When I was with, in those series, hockey, not so much football, because those are one-game things, but in those series, you know, you're riding the bus and you felt like the guy with the hood up and the sickle over his shoulder sitting right 
across the aisle from you. You know what I mean? Like the Grim Reaper. The Grim Reaper has entered the building. And that brings itself an entirely new sense of, ooh, you know, whether you, you want to close it out or whether you're facing elimination. It, it shouldn't, but it does. Especially for a mental weakling like me or what I used to be. That's why you need mental strength coaches to not think about it. Uh, here in Florida tonight, it's Washington at the Panthers. That series is tied 2-2. So we at least know there'll be a game six. I was just happy that the Panthers didn't soil themselves and get swept. I just was happy to know that I would at least get one game in Florida. Because I don't know I don't know with this team. They're like a box of chocolates, Moose. You never know what you're going to get. Well, in I the know. playoffs. And then it's Dallas at Calgary, 2-2. Who wins tonight, Moose? Dallas-Calgary. The, the Flames, I really think that they do. They yeah. put up 50-some shots in the game. I think they're going to roll tonight. I think they have to have that same approach. Put up a lot of shots. Okay, thank you. Um, keep the comments coming. Jason in Red Deer chimes in. Good morning, sports fans and friends. Uh, I... Mm, <laughs> Tacona in Winnipeg. Good day, all. The, regu- the regular gangs all together. The, the, the coffee session. That reminds me. Winnipeg. My point, too, is the Montreal Canadiens winning the draft lottery and we will have the number one pick. Uh, it's going to be Shane Wright. What a crappy year to have the number one pick because Shane Wright wasn't even the best player in this year's World Juniors. Connor Bedard was. Don't at me. I can't name any other guys behind Shane Wright. So let's not talk about that. Let's talk about Winnipeg for a second, where we're on the air on Game Plus TV, Bell MTS Cable, and obviously YouTube. You sent me the video of James Patrick, the ice coach. I don't know who the other two guys were, but James Patrick, like I'm (laughs) shocked. Maybe James Patrick isn't even in the running for the Jets job, and that's why he came out with this, because he said that he'd heard from Cody Eakin, who's a Winnipeg kid, right, I believe, yeah. And who else? That this is the worst dressing room that they've ever been in. Like Patrick just trashed the Jets. And if, a, if you look in the reply, somebody said, well, James Patrick's no longer a candidate for the Winnipeg Jets coaching. Je- Sounds to me like Jeep don't want it. Yeah. And he's just saying the truth. So what did you think about watching that? You got to watch the video, man. James Patrick is cooler than the other side of the pillow. James Patrick is sharper than the edge of town. Why would he make those comments? I don't know. You get in a relaxed environment and you maybe don't realize that it's going to get reposted or it's going to get out there. But I didn't think it was, I'm going to say, I don't think it was that bad because you're right. He absolutely tore apart the culture of the, Winnipeg Jets and talked about how bad it was and he's heard from people inside the locker room multiple people now maybe that's him saying look at this is the issue and he can go and clean it up but I mean he's not making a lot of fans I don't think inside that inside that Winnipeg dressing room it'll be interesting to see what Patterson thinks of this hustler uh later on but um he really went deep on it and uh it's creating a little bit of shock waves throughout uh, Manitoba Again, James Patrick knew what he was doing. Maybe you haven't been him around, around him as much as I have. He's very sharp, and he should be the next head coach of the Winnipeg Jets. But maybe he didn't give an interview, get an interview, so he's like, yeah, I'm just going to let it fly. I don't care, uh, which I admire, man. That's putting your balls on the table. And he said it the way that it is. 
Was, was that him or one other guy in the podcast said, Paul Maurice goes, I'm out. I can't coach these guys. Was it Patrick? That's, yeah. Somebody said that. Somebody said it on the podcast. You're right. That's exactly what they said. I'm out. Maurice, yeah. Can't coach it them. all lines up with what exactly happened. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So, anyways, a couple things. Uh, somebody wrote in, Jim Korchinski in the chat says, Barry Trotz is the most logical Jets coach candidate. Maybe because he's from Dauphin and he's a very celebrated coach. But let's not get hasty here. There's a lot of great coaches available. Can somebody else play this game? Greg S. in the chat regarding what crazy things are going to happen with the moon, with the mercury in retrograde. He says, Tom Brady becomes head coach of the Buccaneers midseason while still being quarterback. How about that? Again, that happened in Toronto with the Argonauts and Pinball Clemens. That actually happened. But that's the CFL and State Fair football. Um, Today on Miami Sports Radio, just because you want to know, they're not talking about the Panthers. This is what they were talking about. The Miami Heat being up 3-2 on the Sixers, and they dropped, beat them by 35 last night. Uh, Tom Brady's house being built. They're still talking about that. You would think, and would Tom Brady become an owner of the Dolphins, become in the ownership group, and could he be on television analyzing games and own the Dolphins at the same time? That was on Miami Sports Radio today. You would think Miami, he was at the Miami Grand Prix on Sunday. Tom, Tom Edward Brady. Like yeah. I feel like going, guys. He doesn't. He doesn't play for the Dolphins. You think that he does? They love Tom Brady here, and they hated him when he was the quarterback of the Patriots. That's why I think they've warmed up to me in Calgary. They hated me yeah. as the voice of the Rough Riders, but now I'm there, and they're like, "Hey, this guy. He's not so bad. He's kind of cool." Uh, one more from Corey Patterson. He runs the Hockey Club podcast in Tallahassee, Florida. And he's written in and says, if the Leafs can somehow pull off a series win over Tampa, they need to send the Lightning a big thank you card. Tampa's teaching them what it takes to win in the playoff. Bingo! I guess, Corey, and... Ah, stop it! Tampa's lost their hunger. That's, that's what you're learning today. I sensed it. They're not as hungry anymore. We're only two points through the quick six. We'll come back with the other four when we return. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus Television Network. We're live streaming on YouTube and 24-hour sports radio at Rod Peterson. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You got to subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Game day in South Florida. It is the Panthers home to the Washington Capitals tonight in game five of their first round Stanley Cup playoff series. Hey, by the way, did you know Taco Time has been around for over 40 years in Canada? This iconic brand and a Canadian favorite serves over 3.2 million burritos, 2.5 million tacos, and over 1 million Mexi fries every year. And that's just our P-Show staff. As we bring in the Moose, Darren Moose DuPont. Uh, by the way, funny, hockey coach, a junior hockey coach has written me here, and GM. And he says, uh, Hayes was the other Jet player. And I'm like, the other Jet player that what? I'm a squirrel. Sorry. I moved on already. Hayes was the yeah, other guy with bad culture from. Yes, yeah. right. It was Hayes. I'm like, I was totally moved on to my next thing. So it was Hayes and Eakin say, worst culture that they've ever been a part of. And uh, 
if you want to debate amongst yourselves who's responsible for the culture, that's a toughie. Right? You know, maybe we'll bring in Andrew Patterson on that because he's in next from Winnipeg Sports Talk. Uh, moving on to point three. Aaron Judge hit a mammoth three-run drive in the ninth inning for his, walk -off, his first walk-off home run in the major leagues. Aaron Judge, his first walk-off homer. And it lifted the Yankees to a 6-5 comeback victory over the Blue Jays at Yankee Stadium. Giancarlo Stanton tied it with a three-run shot in the sixth. And the Yankees rallied for their 14th victory in 16 games after three Toronto ejections left the angry Blue Jays seeing red. I don't know who wrote that story, but he's got pizzazz or her. I love Aaron Judge. Like, I don't want to finish second or third behind the Yankees, but I love Aaron Judge. How are you on the New York Yankees? Are they the evil empire to you, or do you respect them? Both. Both is the answer. I think they are the evil empire. We hate them, but we respect them. We respect them. There's so much history and tradition. And, you know, I don't think, I think there's a lot of like anger, but I don't think it's hate. I think it's respect. Hmm. Director Jordan says, rumor has it the RP show crew is going to taco time for lunch today. Let's go. Trenton Norway writes in. He says, the orders still need to have steady defense the whole game. If the Leafs learn not to quit, they'll go through. Carolina should win game six. The Flames need to stay tough. Stay well, everyone. By the way, Evander Kane, minus two, turnover at the offensive blue line. Enough said. I'm getting off track. Angels rookie Reed Detmers pitched the major's second no-hitter this season. Cruising after he benefited from a borderline error call in the seventh inning as L.A. beat the Tampa Bay Rays 12-0 on Tuesday. The 22-year-old lefty threw a career-high 108 pitches in his 11th big league start, striking out two and walking one. Moving on, junior hockey, Dub Hub, the Moose Jaw Warriors. At a shorthanded goal by Warriors forward Calder Anderson at 9.42 of the third period, proving to be the deciding goal as the Warriors edged the Winnipeg Ice. 3-2. The victory cuts Winnipeg's Eastern Conference semifinal series lead to 2-1. Game 4 goes tonight. Jagger Furkus and Eric Ulrey also scored for the Tribe. And if I may, Alex Cotton out in Langley, B.C. scored the game winner with less than four minutes to play in regulation as the Vancouver Giants topped the Kamloops Blazers 3-2. And with that, it avoided going down 3-0 in their WHL playoff series. I had buds that were at the game last night. They reported Rocket Austin. Raucous atmosphere and tremendous rink burgers at Mosaic Place in Moose Jaw. Did you know anybody, uh, Moose, going to the junior hockey games last night? No. I, I, I mean, nobody was messaging me about the games last night, but I have been paying attention out east a little bit, too. I don't know if you still have your Kitchener Rangers uh, shirt, but they're still in the playoffs. It's too hot, man. I know. Like, we didn't get, I don't think we got golf shirts, right? I think we just got the long sleeve winter gear sent over from Ray in the six, but uh, Kitchener's still a lot. Those jackets that he sent from the Kitchener Rangers are good for minus 45 grade. I'd yeah. die in Florida wearing those. <laughs> but we thank Ray in the six for sending them, and for that reason, we're Kitchener Rangers fans, and thanks for the O update, Moose. Uh, by the way, game seven tonight in the MJ. Steinbeck Pistons home to the Dolphin Kings. Game seven, the two best words in hockey. 
I think it's the two best words in sports, right? Game seven. I almost, I would tune that in if I wasn't going to be at FLA Live Arena tonight watching the Panthers and the Capitals. So I'll say go Pistons. Sorry. Eh, no, I can't, I can't pick sides. But Paul Dick's a pretty good buddy of mine, the coach and GM of the Pistons. Super guy, former Moose Jaw Warrior. Uh, point five. In the NBA playoffs, Jimmy Butler scored 23 points. Max Struess added 19 points and 10 rebounds, and the Miami Heat moved a win away from a trip to the Eastern Finals by topping the 76ers 120-85. And the other game, Devin Booker scored 28, and the Phoenix Suns beat the Dallas Mavericks 110-80 to take a 3-2 lead in the Western Conference semifinals. But with the Raptors out, we don't really care. I see people are writing in regarding our flow. You don't see the chat, but I do, Darren. Our flow is courtesy Tough Tribe for Men. It made the roadie to Florida. It contains aloe vera, botanicals, and antioxidants traditionally known for their scalp and hair benefits. We are part of the clean beauty industry. Welcome to Clean Beauty for Men, available today at toughtribeformen.com and Amazon Canada. I actually had to, in the Calgary airport, my bag was over, and I had my pomade already in my bag. I had so many books. People were giving me books while I was in Calgary. I got a lot of reading to do, Moose. Plus, I bought some books. The books weighed like 10 kilograms. So because I'm a veteran traveler, I pulled them all out of my suitcase, shoved them into a carry-on bag, and Bob's your uncle. And we were good. Bob's your uncle. Perfect. Thanks, guys. Uh, John Kirby in Edmonton writes in with a couple of things. He says, breaking news, Edmonton orders defenseman Darnell Nurse to have a hearing for headbutting. And he goes on to point out that the Red Deer Rebels face elimination tonight in the Centrium. Thank you for pointing that out. There are three dub games tonight. Oil Kings look to sweep out Red Deer. Winnipeg at Moose Jaw game four. Ice up 2-1. And Seattle at Portland in the West. And I have no idea what that series is at. Somebody may want to tell me that. But it's a very fun time, Moose, uh, in the world of hockey. Would you not agree? Oh, the best. It's the absolute best time. We're talking about junior hockey playoffs at every level, right? Baseball's in full swing. Stanley Cup playoffs. We're talking about, you know, football getting back into training camp and into the summer where they'll start their OTAs and things like that in the NFL leading into the fall. I mean... It's, and the weather's getting great. I mean, it's always good where you are, but this is literally the best time of the year. Um, our sixth point of the quick six pertains to the CFL, but I wanted to throw out our poll question today for Capital Automall Universal Collision Center. And I want to thank the National Hockey League because they've made it very easy for us this week. Every day, our poll has related to their finalists for their year-end award. So today, they named the finalists for the Calder Trophy as NHL Rookie of the Year, and they are... Michael Bunting of the Toronto Maple Leafs, Moritz Sider of the Detroit Red Wings, and Trevor Zegras of the Anaheim Ducks. And if I had a vote, it would be Trevor Zegras for a few reasons. One, I hadn't seen Sider play a game. Two, I don't like the Leafs. Three, Trevor Zegras is the most skilled player of them all. One of the most skilled players in the National Hockey League. And I... Watched a lot of Ducks games. This kid's great. I'm a little upset that Tanner Janot did not be, be named a finalist. I don't know what his offensive stats were or his numbers, but I know how key of a member he was of the Nashville Predators, the pride of Oxbow Sask. Glad you asked. 
but he didn't even make make it. So Moritz Sider is leading the vote, actually by quite a bit. He's got 58% of the vote, Moose. Your thoughts, Bunting, Sider, or Zegris? Yeah, I love Zegris. I mean, that's the, that's the popular choice. I thought he would be leading the poll. I really did because he's so fun to watch and electric. You know, I think Bunting was the one who led all rookies in scoring. That's traditionally where I would put my votes. Traditionally, who I think will win the win the Calder is usually it's the rookie with the most points. So for that reason, I think I'll go with Bunting. But uh, Zegris, man, so much fun. He's so electric. Headlines everywhere. He was an NHL All-Star. Back into the chat. Um, Jim Korczynski. He's, I believe, in Manitoba. He says, why do Oilers slash Canadian fans sit in the seats for overtime? Most USA fans show up for overtime and stand for the duration. Most Oilers fans were still getting beer while the Kings scored. I see what he's saying. He said, why the Oilers fans weren't in their seats for OT? Eh, who cares? 144 to go in the game, or into overtime. They scored the winner. Buy your ticket. Go do whatever the hell you want. I get what you're saying. Um... Looked pretty raucous in Scotiabank Arena last night. That's why I say, even though I don't like the Leafs, if they win, I'll be happy for them because it was, it was bonkers in there. Uh, Jennifer from the Four Seasons, she says, she had tacos yesterday in her house. 22 tacos, five kids, no leftovers, she said. Then had to go for supper. Hmm. Uh, and Jeff the Stamps fan says, Jalen Philpot takes to the field for the first time as a Calgary Stampeder this morning. So. Thank you, Jeff, the Stamps fan, for bringing it up because my sixth point pertains to the Canadian Football League. I don't know how many days we are away from training camp. Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Five days officially. The CBA isn't done. I was talking to a coach this morning who said, why don't they have this CBA scheduled to run out in January instead of the day before training camp? What the hell? The training camps are opening? I don't know. I've kind of lost track. As you've seen over the last 35 minutes, we're into the Stanley Cup playoff. Like, the dilly-dallying that's going on with the CFL labor talks, I don't, I don't understand. I'm getting this email from the Blue Bombers about their media availabilities, and they've added a global kicker today. Carlston Hughes joins the riders. So you, what was the buzz on that in the sweatpants capital? Anything? Yeah, largely quiet, actually, on the move. Um, I think, you know, we're still waiting to see if they're going to be on the field at training camp, if they're going to start the season. Those types of things. I think, though, it's it's not negative about Hughes coming. I think it's just largely pretty quiet. There wasn't a lot of buzz on the street. But uh, I think that the little buzz there was was positive. I think they'd like to see him back. He's a good community guy, and people like seeing his smiling face around town. But uh, largely quiet. I saw some very uh, positive comments about Charleston Hughes returning. Uh, but on the CFL thing, you know, one of these coaches that called, I said, you are one of less than a handful of guys that I talked to because the coach goes, they never ask me because I wish they would. I could have this thing ended like that. And I said, well, you are a handful of hall of famers that I talk to that the CFL does not want to talk to when it comes to these things. It's like, we got it handled. We got it figured out the, the new leadership of the CFL. People think it's the same and it's not. Five to ten years ago, the way the CFL did business changed. The faces around that leadership table changed. Five to ten years ago, and here we are. But with what you said about why the CBA didn't run out way back in January, you have a take on that. Well, the players 
you know, the players were ready to negotiate in, in January. And we saw that. We've seen them say this on social media from the PA and from players um, in the league. They're ready to negotiate, and the owners weren't. The owners pushed it. They wanted to push it into March, and then it got pushed into April and now here into May. And, you know, I think it's, it's a tactic by the owners to put more pressure on the players and to try and get what they want and put the players in an uncomfortable situation. So I think they were, they wanted, the intention was to negotiate early and not be in this issue. And by the sounds of it, the players were ready to be at the table in January. The players trusted the owners and got knifed. Um, Travis Rosebrook on YouTube. Michael Bunting had 63 points and was a plus 27. Trevor Zegras has 61 points and was a minus 21. Totally fair, but Bunting was playing on the top line of the Leafs, a very good, the best Leafs team ever, statistically, and Zegras was on an Anaheim team that missed the playoffs. So that's my take. Moose, we'll revisit this, okay, because we got a break. Sounds good. We're going to Winnipeg next. Stick around, everybody. You're watching the RP Show on the Game Plus TV network. YouTube Live, and if you missed any of the show, you can always catch the podcast where the best podcasts are found, including Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed. Game day in Calgary. A live look in the Saddledome, 8 p.m. Mountain tonight. It is the Flames and the Stars. Game five, the series is all tied up 2-2. Well, in Winnipeg, they're not talking about the Stanley Cup playoffs. They're talking about the next coach of the Winnipeg Jets, and hopefully uh, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers season as the rookie camps are slated to open today. Let's go to Winnipeg now from Winnipeg Sports Talk. The owner, the host, the proprietor, just back from the NFL draft. I'm going to ask you about that, Hustler. But, hey. James Patrick's comments about the Jets' culture, the Winnipeg Ice coach. How is that going over? What's what's happening, man? I was shocked. Yeah, no kidding, Rod. Um, listen, I'm going to be honest with you. The comments themselves were surprising just because they were said kind of publicly out in the open in a public domain. Um, this conversation has been happening, I don't know, I mean, for, for a for a few years. I mean, he said it dates back like five seasons. I don't know if it goes that far. I mean, they were pretty darn good in that year where they went to the conference finals. But something happened with this team in the second half of the 2018-19 season. They were you know, right at the top of the league, basically, at New Year's and were a 500 team, if that. Uh, big players only meeting after game 81 and lost in the first round of the St. Louis Blues. And since then, it's been pretty clear that there has been some major issues inside the hockey club. Um, the fact of the matter is that you can have that scuttlebutt. You know, you hear it from a guy down at the bar top in Winnipeg or in somewhere in Manitoba. You know, when it's a guy that has that sort of an NHL resume that's coaching the number one team in the Western Hockey League in Winnipeg that obviously has close hockey ties. Um, for people that maybe hadn't listened to that noise before, I think they've maybe got a little bit more time for it. But the bottom line is, it doesn't really matter what's happened in the past. I think it's quite clear that there's a number of problems that availed the Winnipeg Jets. Um, you know, they were incredibly disappointing. There is far more talent in that club than, you know, showed itself on the ice this year. And that is a huge job for whoever 
takes over as the next head coach of the Winnipeg Jets, not only to get the most of it um, on the ice, uh, but also seemingly to get a much more conducive team atmosphere, I would say, around the club. And, you know, obviously the general manager is a big part of that too with the potential moves that could happen, um, you know, potentially in and around the NHL draft with, you know, maybe a key member of the core. Well, I can tell you I have no idea what's going on with the Winnipeg Jets, as God is my witness. I, but I see the general manager got a new three-year deal, Chevy. I've known him since I was 16, and we went to camp together with the Wheat Kings. He's just a couple years older. He's a Blaine Lake Saskatchewan guy. I can not like him. But something's going on. Obviously, the ownership likes Chevy. How did it go over that he's getting a new deal? Uh, that was, I think, more mixed. I mean, there's certainly some people that hold Kevin Dayoff responsible for the, uh, you know, essentially the, the the fact that this team has maybe been regressing a little bit over the final few years. I'll say this in Chevy's defense. The job of general manager of the Winnipeg Jets is one of the most difficult in the National Hockey League. For all the players, and we have no idea, the guys that they've tried to acquire, deals that they've done, and then to find out Winnipeg's on a no-trade list. Uh, you know, and the same thing when it comes to free agency. Kevin Sheveldayoff has done a great job of drafting players. For the most part, the organization's done a good job of developing them. I mean, there were some questions about some of the younger players this year that, especially on the blue line, that, you know, maybe could have been playing more, especially in a lost season at the end. Um, and if you look at his trade record overall, I mean, there's still the jury's out on the Patrick Line trade as to how that ends up. And I think that'll have most to do with whether Pierre-Luc Dubois signs a long-term contract here. But Sheldon Dam has done a lot of good things with the Winnipeg Jets. I think what the question that many people have about where the Winnipeg Jets are and where they're going is that, you know, many of these problems that we've seen manifest themselves on the ice and off the ice, um, you know, seemingly haven't been dealt with up until this point. And I think that is a sore spot for a lot of people. But it's quite clear that, you know, ownership has been lockstep with Sheldon Dayoff and the moves that he's made. And I mean, overall, you can certainly make a case that Sheveldayoff's done, uh, you know, a job worthy of continuing on as the steward of this franchise. But I'll say this, all of that being said, this is the most impactful and interesting offseason since the Winnipeg Jets have come here from Atlanta in 2011. There will be some significant changes. There has to be some significant changes. And if they go the right way, Rod, we won't be talking about the Jets and the draft lottery next year. We'll talk about the Jets back in the Stanley Cup playoffs playing for a chance at Holly's, hockey's holy grail. I feel like it's a small tweak they need, not an overhaul. And I will, for, for, for what it matters for our Winnipeg viewers and yours, I like the Chevy uh, deal. He's a good guy. He's got integrity. And um, I think they will be fine. Listen, you got to tell me about the NFL draft. Was it as amazing as it looked? It was, a, it was such a spectacle. I mean, the fact that they're now taking this show around the United States, going to be in Kansas City next year as a big Chiefs fan, really looking forward to that, um, has been amazing. But the excitement of an event like that in Las Vegas is on another level. And I think it'll be the same thing when the Super Bowl goes there. Uh, the streets at night, Rod, were essentially a rainbow of NFL jerseys. It was fans from all over the place coming together and having a great time. And let's face it, the draft, I mean, I, we joke with Detroit Lions fans. That's their Super Bowl every year. The The excitement is never higher on draft day mm. for so many of the clubs. Um, the NFL knows how to put a show on better than anyone. I mean, what they had set up there just off the strip was incredible. I mean, thousands and thousands of people there. 
um, you know, some great shows. Ice Cube played and Weezer played. I mean, some entertainment. And it was completely free, too, for fans. You just had to get the app. They had some crowd control um, ideas. But uh, overall, it was great. And then, you know, much like you kind of taking the show on the road, I mean, one of the best things about being in the digital space right now, I mean, with some great support from sponsors. And obviously, we were uh, working with the folks from uh, the Circa Group uh, down in downtown Fremont. Uh, went down to Bar Canada, did the show for a week. Uh, met a lot of great people, had a great time, and took in what the draft was all about. And uh, tell you what, it'll be a different scene next year in KC. They'll certainly make it a Kansas City type party, and there'll be a lot of barbecue and a lot of tailgates and whatnot. Um, but it is going to be, and I think the draft itself is going to grow over a year. I, to be honest, I think for a fan, the draft week and draft experience is better than the Super Bowl. I mean, you've been the Super Bowl is so different than the Grey Cup. The Super Bowl isn't about the fans; it's about really rich people and really rich companies that have, uh, have spent a lot of money uh, over the course of the year. And that's sort of the way that they celebrate it. That's part of the reason why I love the Grey Cup so much, because it is about the fans. Uh, there was a lot of great stuff for fans at the NFL draft. And uh, that being said, I mean, the NFL draft is the most impactful one because all these young men that we heard call their names in the first round and the second round, uh, they're in all likelihood going to be in the lineups on week one of the 17-week NFL season come September. So uh, we, we don't have to wait long to see a number of these good players that have been called um, to make an impact in the National Football League, as opposed to what we'll be doing in Montreal coming up in, uh, in, in early July uh, when we're picking 18-year-olds that might not be NHLers for a few years. Well, you had the draft covered. We had the Super Bowl covered. Thanks to our sponsors for that, PCL Construction and the Weston Hotel chain. Uh, we make a great team that way, Hustler. But as far as the Super Bowl goes, look, it's for rich people. I'm rich, so it was perfect for me. I have to uh, <laughs> channel my, in, my Charles Barkley there, but of course I liked it. It was for people like me. We only have 60 seconds. CFL season, the Blue Bombers, are you, uh, are you jacked for it? What's the buzz in the Slurpee capital over that? Oh, man, big time. I mean, as disappointing as the Jets season was, um, you know, while they've had, you know, a bit of a step back and the excitement about the Bombers is, to be honest, unlike any point that I can remember in my life. I mean, this community went through 29 years. I wasn't really old enough to really appreciate what was happening, you know, in the 80s as far as big picture. Uh, but man, back-to-back Grey Cup champs, Rod. I mean, bringing back most of that crew that's won those two rings. Favorites on the betting lines going into the season. I mean, there's high expectations and there should be. And uh, I think the majority of Winnipeg Blue Bomber fans and people in this community not only just can't wait to get back out to IG Field to uh, get in the stands and uh, have a great time, but really do believe that this team has the personnel, the coaching, the management put together to do something very special. And that would be the first three back-to-back-to-back championships since, uh, since the Eskimos back in the 80s. Hustler, great stuff, man. That's a lot of stuff in a short amount of time. See you at, what is it, 1 Central? My time zones are all screwed up here. Winnipeg Sports Talk? Yeah, you bet. One, uh, one Central, if you're watching Rod on the YouTube, uh, just when Rod's finished up, head on over to Winnipeg Sports Talk. As always, for Rod Show, our show, hit that red subscribe button. Join us daily. It's a nice one-two punch in the new digital space for all the sports talk that you need weekdays here in Canada. Approved. It's a tremendous tandem. Thank you, buddy. Okay, have fun. All the best. Yeah, you enjoy that game tonight, boss. I'm, uh, I'm jealous. Should be a great one. Game five, lots on the line it for is. the Panthers. Huge comeback win Absolutely. in game four. Wow. It's a big one tonight. Andrew Hustler Patterson joining us from Winnipeg Sports Talk. We got Taco Time viewer takeover next. You're watching the RP Show live on Game Plus TV. 
YouTube live streaming and 24-hour sports radio at rodpeterson.com. Have you subscribed to the Rod Peterson Show YouTube channel yet? Head to youtube.com slash the Rod Peterson Show now. Perfect timing as we lead into a sports update here ahead of viewer takeover. A look at the Saddle Dome Flames hosting the Dallas Stars in a pivotal game five tonight. With their first round Stanley Cup playoff series all knotted up 2-2. The Flames coming off a 4-1 win in game four. Elsewhere tonight in the Stanley Cup playoff. The Pittsburgh Penguins will try to finish off the Peng uh, the Rangers. Penguins will try to finish off the Rangers at MSG. And the Florida Panthers entertain the Washington Capitals game five tonight. Sunrise Arena. My shirt is a year old. I don't care. Got it on sale. I'll be suited and booted tonight at FLA Live Arena in my usual press box seat. See you, Addy and crew there. Can't wait. Only three games tonight in the Stanley Cup playoffs. Um, I had a viewer write about the draft lottery, and I'm going to read that in a minute from him. But first, the Montreal Canadiens won the 2022 NHL Draft Lottery Tuesday night and have the first selection for the upcoming draft at their home arena. The Canadians had the best odds to win the lottery at 18.5% after posting an NHL worst record this season. They are now poised to be the first team to speak at the draft, which will be held July 7th and 8th at Santa Bell. The New Jersey Devils moved up in the lottery and earned the overall second overall pick. The Arizona Coyotes will pick third. Poor Arizona. I didn't know this, but I shouldn't laugh. But somebody said they've never had a number one overall pick. They're the worst team in the NHL right now. Well, worse than Montreal, I think. And they've never had a number one overall pick. And they can't even they get third here now. For a second straight year, the team with the highest odds won the lottery. Uh, the Buffalo Sabres selected defenseman Owen Power last year with a number one pick. Habs have not had a first overall selection since drafting Doug Wickenheiser at the 1980 NHL draft, also held at the Montreal Forum. Dougie Wickenheiser, the greatest Regina Pat of all time. This sports update brought to you by Ballers Rec Room. Check out our brand new line of games for the Tab Brewhouse and Drive Through Liquor Store. And for Red Bull Canada, Red Bull gives you wings. How much time did you guys say was left? 30 said we are inside the final minute of play of hour one. Oh, dang it. I have the comment here from Jeff Kozak. Here it is. Hey, Rod and crew. Sorry, he texted in on the 902 line. He's clearly watching on Game Plus. Nice to see the Habs get the first pick. They may get a chance at Bedard next year. What about the USFL? Yeah, I know. What about it? <laughs> Thanks. Jeff Kozak. I'll bring it up with Moose next hour. And Stephen Stamp will join us to talk some NLL after this break here on Game Plus TV. Head to YouTube.com slash The Rod Peterson Show now. You gotta subscribe. Click the subscribe button for all the content you may have missed.
say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.